0: First of all, I want to say that I am so glad to have my equipment back to be able to put together and upload the Great Sift. Having said that, in this episode, I will share with you some moments where God has been, uh, quote unquote, pruning my heart, if you will. We will dig into a little bit of scripture, and of course, there will be encouragement for you all along the way. And it's happening right now on the Great Sift. Welcome to the Great Sift Podcast. Through weekly installments, we provide content that will engage, encourage, and empower you as a believer in Jesus Christ. We tackle topics of the day, host interviews, and provide a biblical view on what is happening in the church and the world at large. So, grab a Bible, open your heart, and let's begin to sift through all that God has in store. have been following along on our summer journey to tackle visiting 10 national parks in 10 weeks while camping across America, then you will know that I last spoke about our time in Salt Lake City, Utah. After our visit there, we landed ourselves into two national parks that were not originally on the list. We had planned to find an adventure in Rocky Mountain National Park, but at the last minute, plans changed, and we wound up in southeast Utah, exploring Arches National Park and Canyonlands National Park. These two places were magnificent. (laughs) The landscape was breathtaking. The sheer openness and vast desert lands with mountains in the distance was superbly incredible. Yes, I used the word superbly. (laughs) We hiked and climbed to our heart's content. As we went into Arches National Park, it was beginning to rain. And while that postponed other travelers, it did not stop us. In fact, we actually enjoyed having less people around. It felt like the park was actually ours alone to explore. Now, one of the spots that we enjoyed the most was Double Arches, In case you may not know what a rock arch is, simply put, it is an open archway that, from many years of erosion, has created this beautiful landscape that usually protrudes of existing mountainous areas. Yes, that was a Google reference (laughs) to the core, but just in case anybody didn't know, that's what one is. Well, anyways, Double Arches was a place for the climb to sit underneath of it. It was actually rather steep. So we climbed up some boulders to get to the base of it, and we looked up at this daunting angle. And before I could really say anything, my son, well, he begins to climb. And he's not the most uh, experienced climber, but he's very ambitious, and he loves to do it. So with excitement, I follow right along with him. I make sure he has good footings and I quick and as this continues, we quickly ascend and sit underneath this massive structure. And it's honestly just difficult to describe in words. I would encourage you to Google image of this place, Arches National Park. And you can even Google image double Arches and you'll see where we were sitting. It will genuinely make you want to go. So as I sat there with my son, looking out on the horizon, Watching the sun beginning to set, I smiled. Not just because of the experience, but because God has been showing me something that I felt like I had lost. What had I inwardly lost? The excitement of non-fearful exploration. I'm not talking about the adventures with my family. I'm talking about the inward exploration of what all that God has for me. See, I was fearful of not doing what others said God had for me. I was fearful of fulfilling a title rather than the ministry that God had set inside of me. You see, when I was seven years old, a man in our church told me that I was going to be a pastor. When I was saved at the age of 16, I felt the calling of being a pastor. And when I had pastored at the two different churches as an adult, I was told that I was a good pastor, Yet at the end of the day, in my prayer times, finally exploring all God has for me, I have realized that being a quote-unquote pastor doesn't necessarily mean that I will be employed by a church, preach every Sunday, or run any kind of actual program. See, being a pastor is this. This, what I'm doing right now, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry— loving people and telling them about our Savior, being there for someone in, time, in their time of need, holding fast to the doctrine, to sound doctrine, to preaching the Word of God. You see, I do that with my life, in my relationships, in Bible studies, and through this podcast I am a pastor, and the way that I'm exploring it and seeing it and living it right now is stronger than I have ever felt it ever be in my life. And it is such a beautiful experience to step into all that God has for you. And it's a beautiful experience for me to step into all that God has for me. See, my exploration inwardly has pushed me to a greater dependence upon the Word of God, It has given me more meaningful prayer times. I am more patient and have less anxiety than I've had in years. If I merely listened to what a man says that I should do, I wouldn't be doing what I am doing. I would be missing out on some of the most precious memories that I have ever created with my family, with my wife, and with people that I adore and I love. Now this passage of scripture is one that has been sharpening me a lot lately. After I read it, Allow me to encourage you with it as well as I have been encouraged. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 14 through 26 says this, Remind them of these things and charge them before God, not to quarrel about words, which does no good, but only ruins the hearers. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth, but avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenius and Philetus, who have swerved from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already happened. They are upsetting the faith of some, But God's firm foundation stands bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Now in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. Verse 22, this is so good. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the name of the Lord from a pure heart, have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You see, I want to encourage you. Feel free to explore in Christ again. Be willing to pursue the things of God. Flee from youthful passions. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. If you spend your time pursuing those things, you will find that you don't have much time to pursue anything else. Find yourself in the house of the Lord. Find yourself reading His Word. Pursue the things of God. Walk away from the sinfulness that abounds in our lives. Pray and ask God to forgive you. Confess your sins to him. He is faithful and just to forgive you of those sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And in doing so, now you can pursue peace, righteousness, faith, love. Do these things. And you will find that anxiety decreases the way that you perceive and and, and are able to work things out for the Lord, doing the good works of the master. That all happens when you push away the sinfulness and you look to God the Father. May God truly bless you. And until next time, may our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be with you.